Welcome to Straight from the Muzzle, folks, where we are anything but straight. My name is Space. And I'm Bean. And we welcome you guys to our show. Today, we are doing kind of like a duo of recordings. We're doing a podcast, and we're also doing a visual for everyone to see here. Of course, you're only seeing my screen, so I guess that's really not much. Um, But today, we are talking about the highly controversial launch of Tayer's fursuit website. Um, You guys might also know her as uh, Albino Topaz, a really well-known dancer, fursuit maker, and now she has launched her newest fursuit site. Um, But before we get into that, we want to kind of go over all the drama that pretty much ensued at the beginning when she initially launched, because it was pretty bad. In fact, being you came to me and you're like, you have to see this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And and we want to, we just want to cover, this show is not about the the drama that happened with this. This isn't what we want to make it about, but we do want to address it in the beginning because we know people are going to get angry if we don't. And we feel like it's fair too, because I don't know, like it's something that happened and it's something that affects the, the business as a whole. And that's what we're talking about. So we just wanted to address that quickly i guess in the beginning here but that's definitely not what this whole episode is about we're actually going to be breaking down this website and looking at it just as the idea the concept as a whole and the design of the website because it's fucking beautiful y'all if you look at this website it is gorgeous so but we do want to address what happened first because y'all gonna fucking y'all gonna be so mad at us if we don't so let's go ahead and get on that (laughs) Okay. Um, first and foremost, I want everyone to know, yes, I may be friends with Tear. I'm not close friends with her, but I am friends, if not acquaintances with her. Nowhere is that going to affect the way we review this, nor is it going to, you know, uh, yeah, it's not going to really affect everything. I know how to separate, you know, friendship between review and everything else. You kind of have to do that. If you ever go into a management position, you have to know how to separate friends from business. So, and I know That's you like I'm if aware. I did something like if I did something outlandish or dumb, which this isn't, by the way, but if I specifically did something outlandish or dumb, I know you call me out on it. So hell yeah. <laughs> no, we like, don't have any bias doing? here. Like, what you doing? No. No, don't do that. Um, <laughs> so we'll go over like just the initial launch of it. Um, everything that kind of ensued. I'm going to point out a few things here and there to pull perspective. So that way you're not just thinking, oh my God, this woman is a horrible person for doing this. I'm going to point perspective out so that you can take a step back and see it from possibly her eyes. Now, I haven't interviewed Tayer. I have messaged her, consoled with her. Um, I didn't tell her that we're doing this recording yet. I will tag her in this later. But um, this is not an episode where we are going to just basically tear someone apart because that's not what we do. That's not what we've ever done. Even in Fermedia's past, we've never done that. That's not our thing. If you want to find us a podcast or a channel or a furry or a blogger or whatever that tears them apart, by all means, go for it. But you're not going to find that here. No, definitely not. And she doesn't deserve that anyway. The furry fandom has no. already bullied her enough. We're not here to bully. Um, there's enough of that going on already. And that's which is ironic because usually bullying comes from the top tier, not from the bottom. So it's <laughs> odd that it is ironic, but it happens so often in the fandom. Like, <sighs> God, what's it called? Gaslighting? It's been happening a lot recently, and I'm getting kind of tired of it. 
Um, but maybe it's something up. we could talk about a different day. <laughs> I know, right? Gaslighting in the fandom, that would be a really good topic. Um, okay, so let's talk about like the initial like launch of the site because you came to me very like emotional, I think in a in a telegram. I may have still been at work and I'm like, what's going on? What's going oh, on? Oh yeah, yeah. I came to you in <laughs> Telegram like literally five minutes after I saw the launch. Um, I was actually in a Walmart when it launched. I was like scrolling through Twitter trying to find something. I needed to buy something and I was trying to find what it was called. And then I saw the launch going on and what people were saying about it. And I literally like sat down in Walmart because I don't have data. So I needed Walmart's Wi-Fi. And I sat in there for an hour trying to figure out what was going on. I wasn't even shopping. I was just sitting there like, what the shit's going on here with the fandom? Why is everybody so angry? What's going on? And uh, you sent me like, oh, dude, did you hear that Tear did this, that, and the other? And I'm like, oh, that doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem like Tear. Um, no, and it didn't. People were blowing out of proportion. I did, too, at first. And that's totally okay. That's validated right there. Because you should be. You are a fursuit maker. And therefore, the initial launch and how things are worded, you got offended. And that's a totally okay emotion to have anyone's i got i got offended by the by like how things were worded and i saw what people were saying and how it made them feel but then i also real like i don't know tayer i don't even know if i could call them an acquaintance definitely somebody i look up to though and i have talked with them in the, on our past shows before with eno and like i've been following them for god since the early 2000s so I, I knew they were like this isn't really how they have acted in the past so like i was offended by the wording but I wasn't offended by Tayer. I was. I didn't. I figured that this wasn't something she typed. So I was like, "This, this is kind of hurtful." But it also doesn't seem like something she would have written herself. So I was like, "Okay, let me give this some time and see what happens." Because this, didn't, it didn't feel right. You know, it didn't feel like something that would have came, like would have come from her mouth. And if you look at when we go to the website itself, it's so well done and so well yeah. tailored keep an eye on that word tailored um, that it, it would have had to have been done by a professional, not just from, you know, going to a website and then kind of just putting it together from there. So mm. this is totally different. Um, so the drama ensued and it basically just kind of, in a way I, I met, I reached out to tear in that moment. Um, in fact, I actually kind of went when you were like, barraging me with like what's going on um i kind of read like a, a skim read and then i reached out to her and i'm like hey you know i don't know all that's going on but i want to let you know that i'm here for you and you know i understand that like there are you know bumps in the road that are going to happen but i totally feel that i i feel bad that you have to go through this because it's, it's not something that you should have to go through mm-hmm. um there are more there are more important things going on in this fandom that should be addressed that when people blew this so out of proportion i got kind of mad about that too like you could be being angry about things that are actually dangerous to this fandom or to the people in the fandom but no you're gonna get angry at somebody for opening up something you don't understand exactly and truly i don't think anyone understands it they'll understand at the end of this show but they won't understand it up until now um luckily she was with uh telephone you know. yeah she was actually in utah um she lives in 
Well, there's a secret. She lives in Utah. Yeah, she was because I I messaged Eno because I had no clue what Taylor's contact info was, but I was like concerned, so I messaged Eno and I was like, "Hey, I just I know you are not Taylor, and I'm not connecting you two like this at all, but you're friends." So I wanted to like make sure she was okay and that y'all are okay. And you know, was like, "Oh yeah, it's fine." So I was like, "Okay, good. <laughs> That's it." And Taylor, she's like, "Yeah, I'm with I'm with uh, telephones. I'm okay. Like, yeah, I'm so I glad Taylor, she's here." Like, in the background of the voice <sighs> message that you know had sent me, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there she is. Okay, cool." <laughs> Which is good because I would be more concerned if Taylor was by herself. And this, I know, I would be tore up if I were by myself in this situation. So all of this pretty much stemmed away around the way that the website or the introduction was worded. Mm-hmm. Um, that was where all of it came from was just the wording, not even like the website design itself. Do you want to explain what the wording was specifically? So you don't have the to wording, go into detail, but like. It, I'm just going to skim through it. Basically, the wording, it was very, it was. It was written by somebody who was not a furry and probably didn't understand the roots of what like the furry fandom is is and the way it was worded made the company seem like it had a i'm better than you complex um that's what it felt like uh and so there was i remember there was a section that said like if you want a costume that's like not made by a tailor and is custom to fit you so it, it kind of felt like the website itself was calling all other fursuit makers tailors and like kind of invalidating them as artists and again that's that's just what it, it it felt like by the wording alone that isn't necessarily what the company is trying to convey that's just what ended up happening because of the person who wrote it it was unintentional but it was worded that way regardless and it got under a lot of people's skin including my own because i was at a i was at a very emotional point that day so when i when i read that i was like oh me sad now but like people blew it out of proportion though and um, there was an apology that got sent out by Taylor explaining the situation, but people continued to, like, point fingers and to accuse, like, I think I saw somebody accusing them of, like, lying and using that to backpedal. And I'm like, why would somebody backpedal on something like this, though? I don't get that. Um, but basically, it was just the wording in, like, two spots of the website. It wasn't even all of the website in general. It was, like, two sentences on two different pages. One of them calling, like, fursuit makers, other fursuit makers tailors, and another one that was, like, I don't even remember 100% what it said. It was just another statement that sounded more arrogant than it probably wanted to. Um, I, uh, I, so I know Tayer well enough to know to call her out on her shit when she, it's it's needed. Um, I've actually called her out several times on Facebook and be like, girl, this is not you. And she's like, I know I took it back. And I'm like, good. Um, <laughs> she's not a, she's not genuinely, genuinely a mean person. She's actually pretty well, like level headed. I would say even for someone who's well known and popular in the fandom, she definitely doesn't hold herself at a higher status as far as like, being a furry ghost as a person you can easily approach her and talk to her just as fine as anyone else even though um i still get nervous when i approach her just because she's like an idol like all of the people that we have on our show they're always like they're like idols for me so i get really excited when i get to meet them some people get excited when they see us so it's, it's the weirdest thing but um she's genuinely not like cutthroat in a sense that uh what you were reading initially was who she was because that's not the case at all um with that being said we should probably go into it 
Yeah. Okay, so just one final disclaimer. Yeah, go for it. While we did just go over what happened and how people reacted in the fandom to it, we aren't here to go exclusively into whatever you want to call the drama of it because we feel like it was unnecessary in the first place. Um, Taylor did not deserve... Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, shame on the furry fandom for exploding the way they did about this in such a negative way. Uh, Even if the wording was hurtful, it was definitely not something that was the worst thing that could happen in the fandom. And if you're following an artist for so long, you should know when an apology is genuine and when an apology isn't. And her apology was genuine, and she's going to be correcting the wording on the website when she relaunches. This website is not updated, um, so it still has the same wording it had when it came out. We are not going to discuss that further when we go into discussing the website. We are discussing the concept that she has going on, the fursuits themselves, and all of that. So we're going about this in an artistic way. Um, From here on out, we're probably not going to touch more on the event of people's reactions when it launched. We just want to review this for how interesting the concept is and how new this concept is. Nobody else has tried this, to my knowledge, so we really want to talk about it. Um, one last thing too, to kind of put, I just want to pull perspective here for everyone that's like, well, I still feel like I don't really like her. Think about it this way. <clears throat> Let's say you invested, and I literally just used this <laughs> with Beam before we went live. Um, Let's say you invested $1,000 into a website, okay? And you poured everything into it. You've got things risking waiting on this line to go live, okay? But then you realize that the person that you're working with that you're trying to have this site be good isn't conveying what you want. At this point, you sit on the fence thinking, I've invested so much money as it is my own money. Do I risk it and go live or do I just throw it down the tubes you know, and walk away from it and then try again? I think in any position, what she did was brave to go live anyways. I probably would have done the same thing, to be honest. Um, If I invested a boatload of money into straight from the muzzle and there was just maybe a few aesthetical mistakes, if I didn't go live, that would be so much money wasted down the tubes. I would rather almost bite the dust and then try to work from there. If I knew that we could recover from it and it wasn't going to be like major issues. And we also don't understand, like I personally don't understand the legalities of working with Neither I do guess I. it would be a director is what it would be yeah. called. I don't understand the legality. So, like, I don't know if they were friends or not. I think I remember reading somewhere that her and the director are friends. But imagine if you're not friends, you don't have that benefit of the doubt. Um, if changing the wording on a website would cost you more money or if you – or it would have such a delay that would affect, like – uh, on one hand, I think it would have been better for her to delay a week to correct the wording on the website because I can literally go into like Wix, for example, hit edit website and change the wording lickety split. It's not that hard to do. I feel like that would have benefited her to do. But because she was going through a second party, I have no clue how a change like that would work, if it would cost more money, if it would be a complicated process to do. So I'm just going to give the benefit of the doubt and say that she launched for a reason, even though the wording was odd in a couple of places. Right. And we don't understand that perspective and we won't unless she explains. But even if she does, you know, people will still think what they want to think. So it's not her it's not her job to try and cover up every little thing here. So just try and think of it from her perspective. You know, she's a fursuit maker. She's not a factory. She's a person. She's an artist. 
So we should treat her as such. Mm. Now, going into the website itself, this thing is sexy. Yes. It's sleek. It oh has my god, me, it like, sure just, is. It has me questioning a lot of things that I knew about fashion and where she places her fursuit like business in general because it doesn't fall on the same level as most fursuit makers if anything she has taken a step above and gone down a direction probably no one's really thought to go down or wanted to go down because it's different which is odd because that's all the fandom is we're different people so Mm -hmm. um you're looking at the site you guys have probably been if you're on youtube um you'd be seeing what's going on in the background i've had the website up for quite some time now and you can see all the different fursuits coming through. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll try to describe it as best as I can. Um, imagine going to this, like the store and buying a magazine like Vogue and then opening <laughs> it up and seeing fursuits. It's pretty much what you're going to see here. If- yeah, it's it's very much that. That's a good description. Oh, yeah. It is super clean cut. It's worded and, you know, well-dressed and everything just like a fashion blog or a magazine it is like i've never seen anything like it before i've i've read like magazine like online you know fashion trends and things like that just because i like to see what people are wearing i would never wear it because it's ridiculous um (laughs) there's a difference between fashion and style right with clothing so but it looks like she has managed to enter i guess you could say inner um intertwine fashion and style together uh, yes, for definitely. her fursuit. So it's going to be definitely something that is going to be a new thing for the fandom for sure. Whether or not it will succeed, that's only time to tell. So I hope it does succeed. I hope that, you know, six months down the road, it's doing better. So, and I always like to have high hopes, even if I know the outcome's not going to be great. Not saying it's not. Um, but God. I think she'll do fine with it, though, despite what happened in the beginning. Because these suits are gorgeous regardless. Like, they're very stylistic. It might not be a style that everybody likes, but they are definitely well done. They're beautiful. Uh, very clean. Oh, very yeah. clean work. Now, one thing that you might notice here on the website itself is you'll notice that there's a logo on the side of the cheek of every fursuit head. This is something that Tayer has done from day one before she launched this. You've noticed that on the back of her fursuit, she always had that, the, like, weird wonky sad face looking face like that was just better than the back of the fursuit has always been there so that's kind of like been her mark that's what she's kind of known for in a weird way and now she's branded her brand on the side of a fursuit and it's kind of like it's sewn in uh it's so good looking too we still don't know how to pronounce the website (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it's Zwaitisish, I think, but I think. You, you, we're just calling it Zwai for short yeah. because, well, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, it's just a mouthful. So, <laughs> if you want to visit this website while we're reviewing it for YouTube, you can go to www.zweitisantomesisamich.com, and then you'll be able to get there. It's really, really we'll also nice. link it in the description of everything. Absolutely. As well. Um, when you get there, it's, uh, it's just beautiful looking. Everything on here is very high fashion. So you'll notice that the outfits are weird and that's totally fine. Um, what I did notice that's a little bit different is how clean shaven the fursuit head itself is very much reminds me of Broadway style costumes. 
Um, very well kept, clean, easy to identify, just really well done. Um, and they all have the, a style that ties them in together. Oh, Some yeah. fursuit makers will they'll have a set style, but their suits like. You can, I call it same face and drum for a lot, but like these, you can tell they're coming from the same fursuit family. They're coming from the same artist, but they all have their unique take on it while still having that unity of that style. And, and I'm even just excluding the brand on the cheek. Even if you take that away, you can tell they're coming from the same place, from the same person. And I think that's really important when going about an idea like this, an idea of, um, a brand, I suppose. While people people are like, we don't have fursuit brands. Yes, you do. It's just fursuit makers are their own brand. They don't call yeah. it a brand because that's just a word that doesn't isn't popular with fursuit makers. But you are you do have a my brand. You know, every oh, yeah, fursuit maker has, has a style. Brand. People usually call it style. <laughs> but you are I, as a fursuit maker, you do have something that makes your quote unquote brand. And um and I think something primarily is how clean the the markings and the shaving the eyes the eyes the the eyes specifically i think the eyes are what set a lot of makers apart i've never seen eyes like that before and i'm wondering if it's the mesh that's formed into the kind of like a spherical look but i can't tell Mm, because it almost looks like it's foam on top of it so i'm wondering how the hell is the first suitor see (laughs) i think it is mesh domes i think so that's i mean If, if not then yeah, it is. I think I can see close up on when the lion turns his head. I think they are mesh domes, which is really cool. They must have great vision. So awesome looking. If that's the case, that'll be probably one of the best fursuit views from inside because you can see everything. Um, assuming I don't actually know, but it's just that's one of the things you and I have noticed here is the eyes specifically. Um, I've never seen eyes done like that before. The first seat, like shoulders and everything else, that seems pretty much, you know, a little bit standard for everything else. But it's just the more or less what she's done in the in the head. I think a lot of the artwork is going to be in the head itself. It's yeah, God, it's so hot. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think if you think this is weird and stuff, this because it is. If you look at Tayer's last like fursuits before she launched this website, it's a totally complete one hundred like three sixty turn. It's just. I think she'll have. I think she'll continue to have these two different styles, though, because it's if she's trying to to give off the vibe of fashion. Okay, when you look at a fashion show, it's not typical normal clothing. Um, you can wear clothes every day that look great. Um, you can have a, a standard fursuit that looks great, but usually with fashion, things are a little odd or extremely stylistic, and I feel like that's what's being conveyed here. Like. It's not your typical toonie suit. It's not a realistic suit either. It's it's somewhere in between there. It's very stylistic. It's very fashion-based, in my opinion. I think that is what's trying to be conveyed here, and I think it's being done well. If you guys know Tara well enough to know her actual personal sites as well, I've gone to her like her like art side. It's very different than what she does with her furry stuff. It's just they're worlds apart. But if you try to take the essence of what she does on her art sites and her own personal website and you play it here, then you can see everything. You can see everything that kind of represents Tear in her own real world, um, which is really neat. Now, on the website itself, you'll notice that I went to there's an option that says current triads. It's below the three, the lines. Those usually indicate that there's a menu there. 
the current triad. So she only has three fursuits made so far for this site. Unless you mentioned to me that she actually just sold one, right? I think the Ram just sold, just sold. recently. Okay. So w- what she's doing here is that she's releasing mm-hmm. like I believe three probably at uh, suits at a time that you you buy, and Genius. that'll be for that. Um, God, my brain is only in school for that semester for that triad. I don't I don't know what to call it, but it'll be um only during certain parts of the year we'll release these fursuits with all the items that come with it, and then when they sell, you know, they sell, and then when the next I'm going to call it seasons because that seems to be what like fashion yeah, is. During the next, next season, season, she'll release more suits for that season. So they will they will be grouped together in these seasons. Now, some of you may ask, well, why only three? Is it just can I only can I just buy the RAM and there'll be multiple RAMs that you can buy? No. The reason I think the reason she's only done three is because it makes it competitive and it makes you want to buy it quicker. Um, as soon as you realize that something has a limited time span on it, like every time Pepsi comes out with Pepsi clear and then they say they're going to discontinue it forever and then they bring it back the next summer, they do it every year, um, which drives me nuts. But when they say <laughs> it's, it's limited time, they truly mean it. It's only out on the market for like a week. So you only have a week to go and get as many Pepsi clears as you could possibly get. And then it's gone and then it doesn't come back. So until the next year, but in this case, what I think what she's going to try to do is she's putting that on there. She's saying these three I have, these are made. These are what I have here. When one goes, then there's only two left and you only have those two left to choose from. When that one goes, I only got one and then it's gone. You'll have to wait till winter. So she's making it extremely exclusive and limited, which is genius because that means it's a better chance to make a sale rather than having something custom designed. This is something that and she's It also makes it. it like that rare, chic, exclusive, you know, feel that she's going for overall, I think. Because you, if you come out with too many, it's like less special. The less you have, the more special. What you have is the more limited edition. It is. This is essentially um, pre-made, but it's pre-made in, mm-hmm, a, they're pre-made. in a way that it's high-end. So it's kind of like when you buy high-end clothing and then it's gone and you're never going to get that high-end clothing style again because they're going to move on to the next thing this is the same thing here so it's really it's really beautiful it's kind of think of it this way it's a a luxury version of a fursuit how cool would it be to know that you bought a summer edition of lion for 2019 and you're the only one in the furry fandom that has that fursuit no one else has it. Now that goes with all fursuits in general. True. Like you only like your fursuit is the only fursuit and all fursuits are made by designers. I think that's the other thing that happened in the beginning. Um but because people were like, My like all fursuits are designer made, which is true. But, but that means these are also designer made. Uh but they're going for a different feel and fashion with it. So they're they come with a lot of extra bonuses. They're like one size fits most, if not all. Uh, and the way these are made, like if you just go to, before this whole thing even launched, I think Taylor has a video on YouTube of them making like, I think it's a, it's a maned wolf mixed with a Jeep. There, There's a video she has of her con- making this thing. And it's like, it, just seeing the process of how she makes them. It's very different from other first you makers that I've, I've seen um, going into how everything is done. It, you can tell it's, it's different. It's different in a good way. It's um, well, and going going on that where you say like, well, every fursuit is 
unique in its own way. And that's true. But thing is, is you can always go and commission a, another fursuit maker with your style and they'll be a little bit different. Can't do that with this. This one's probably, it's either. Yeah, you can't commission, you can't commission Taya for a suit like no. this. And I think that's why another, that that's the kind of. And you can't go to any other fursuit maker because no one else is going to have something like this either because they don't want to. I think that's what the they meant. They, I think that's what they meant when they were using the words like these are designer made fursuits that you can't get anywhere else. It's not saying that other fursuit makers aren't designer fursuits. No. It's saying that this specific style is made by a designer and you can't get this style anywhere right. else because one, fursuit makers don't copy other fursuit maker styles. And two, this well, you cannot be get your character commissioned in this style. This is designer made exclusive. These suits come as is. And I think that's what that statement was basically trying to convey. And people read it in a, in a defensive manner. Now these look like partial suits. They don't look like full suits, which might be just, they are partial. might be just the first step. Maybe, maybe what she'll do is like, you know, offsetting. So summer, and then you have, you know, winter, maybe summer and winter will be partials and spring and fall will be full suits. We don't know yet. We don't know what her plans are, but I kind of like what she has going. You can click on the different options of the triad. So I clicked on Lion. It pulls up all the different views of the fursuit head and the fursuit hand paws and everything. I believe it comes with artwork as well. Um, it does. It comes with a lot of there's stuff. There's different things you can now, click on uh, it. It's, it's quite nice. I don't think she'll ever come out with full suits, though, because I think the goal with this is one size fits exactly. all. And with full suits, that's hard to do. Now, I know right now, and this isn't what um, Zwei is going to be doing as a business. This is just what she's doing right now to recoup from what happened. She is selling these still right now. Um, I think she made it an option for more money. You can commission it as a full suit. Um, but I don't think that'll be the case in the future. I think she's just doing that with these three to get them to good homes. Um and I think she's also including like a tail because these don't come with tails. I think she's also now including a tail with it and an extra pair of hand. Oh, yeah. The, what's really interesting, what's laid out. So um, depending on which one you grab, if you click on included work, it takes you towards the bottom and it tells you what's included when you purchase this package, which is the we're calling it Zwei because we can't pronounce it. So the Zwei head and arms, a tailored under vest. So I'm assuming that's what what's an under vest that's the it's a it's a vest that the arms are attached to so uh, it'll fit everybody okay, okay um you'll get gold tones Y badge cast from the remaining metals supplies used to create the suit so that's pretty cool this is something that some people were confused about in the beginning and i don't see how they got confused like i'm not gonna call anyone stupid but i think i remember reading a tweet that someone was like so is there just metal floating around in these fursuits like what do you mean it comes with the supplies and i'm like it doesn't mean that there's exacto knife blades stuck in the heads y'all <laughs> she's literally melting down the exacto blades and sewing needles used to create these suits into a pendant how fucking cool That's is that awesome. How awesome That's how did you even go into like are you welding these yourself are you sending your materials to a company to get these made like that is so cool i love that, is, that. i love that pretty so awesome um and that's a great safe way to get rid of exacto knives because i always don't even know how to throw away exact i always take a chunk of foam and then shove the knives like in foam where the tip isn't pointy and then i put that in a sharps container and throw that away because i'm like but if you just 
use recycle the materials into a piece of art to send with the suit that is such a good idea i'm a bad person i just put knives in the trash <laughs> I, think about putting <laughs> well, in I have sharps containers just handy because <laughs> oh, i'm a diabetic but oh. like <laughs> i have no other i can't think of any other way to throw them away safely so that the you know garbage employees don't hurt themselves on my garbage um something else that comes with it too is certificate of authenticity so while you may think that's a little ridiculous think about this if someone tries to duplicate or replicate her fursuit they won't have that certificate you will and therefore she can now go and sue them it's pretty awesome um yeah custom branded folio not quite sure what that is um it's um art it's art that was created while making suits oh, like maybe concept art possibly yeah oh, it's that concept is art. rad um ink mm-hmm. illustration of the suit yeah, so. you get all the original artwork and concept sketches of the suit that's rad um three mm-hmm. view reference sheet of the completed suit version or i i think it's supposed to say version but it says vision um no, no vision, vision. Oh, the vision okay, of the artwork yeah. yeah and then complimentary shipping within the u.s that shipping is probably actually included in all the work in there so it probably pays itself off um given i don't know how much these are actually i think they're around six thousand. (laughs) okay well okay so given the fact that they're luxury brand uh style fursuits six thousand dollars is probably right around where she can probably get away with i mean even if like fursuit makers can charge what they want and people who think it's worth it will spend it like a lot of people are complaining about the price but it's like we're all you're not paying a company. You're supporting an artist. So, you know, if you think it's worth that much and you want to spend that much, you're supporting an art- artist's livelihood. There are other fursuit makers that charge like $4,000 for a partial, and up, depending on the design, like $6,000 for a planter grade suit. Like, it's not that much of a stretch. Um, so, like, you know, people complaining about the prices. It's like, well, if you think it's too much, then you don't have to buy it. Um Fun fact, you don't have to buy things if you don't want to. (laughs) I think half the people that probably commented don't even own a fursuit or have the money to purchase one. So they're just thrown off by the price, Um, which that's okay. But don't knock someone down because you haven't even bought one yet. So um, if I go to the triad, if I go back to it, um, I really like the names of the different. So they're not names. They're not like this is, you know, Starscape. It's just simply put. You have Borzoi, Lion, and Ram. But they're all different. I think that gives the opportunity for the owner to name exactly. it as well. Um, so if I go to Borzoi, you would think that maybe the included work would be the exact same. It's completely not. Um, there is actually one thing that's additionally added to it. And at the bottom, you also get a matching ascot. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's a scarf. It's just a fancier way of saying it. Um, so I also like the name ascot because it's got the word ass in it. So, <laughs> that, um, very beautiful, very well done. Once again, comes with the galleries. You can see all three sides of it, how it's made specifically. Um, I love the concept art that goes to it as well. Let's see if the the Borzoi is my favorite. The Borzoi is interesting. It's it's very um, like I don't I don't like absolutely love it, but I don't hate it. So it's just like kind of like i'm in the middle i'm impartial they're just very dogs (laughs) and if we go to the ram let's see if the ram includes anything different than anything else um so we've got oh everything looks about the same on here okay so it's about the same as the lion um 
I think it might come with that vest. I don't know. Ooh, is it possible? Is it we can see. We can Probably see not. if there is. Uh, tailored under vest. Um, so probably it might, it, it might, it so might come not, with it. You no. probably have to reach out and ask. Oh, that's interesting. Is that part of it? There's, um, what? <clears throat> let's see. Each suit includes a handmade adjustable vest, which enables the arms to be worn by the wide range. Um, the interior of the head is lined with a flexible custom lycra zwy lycra with an inner circumference mm -hmm. and it goes over the options there's a picture next to it though that's got the zwy logo etched into a collar so i'm wondering if that's that is the vest badass okay that's cool <laughs> i'm a little jealous now um so <laughs> if you've got those three things <clears throat> it's very simple the website is simple but that's not i won't use the word basic because that's unfortunately now a derogatory term which is stupid shame on all of you who've turned that into that um we'll say it's <laughs> it's simple simple in the way that you can there you go clean. it's clean you can navigate it and know where you're going so we've already gone to the current tribe you can go to the about section which basically talks about the different parts of how things are going so for instance um have you told them what zwy basically means Okay, so Zwaitesish, I think, means second me. And if you go to the the wow, I can't talk today. Okay, Ugh, the about page, <laughs> you can see on the about page, um, it has a picture with the word second self above it, and that's basically what Zwaitesish means. It means second me or second self in German. I'm not sure if Tayer is German or just has a affinity for German things. I believe she is. Um, but it, it, I think. I believe she is I German. No I think she went over there for a period of time and spent some time in Germany as well. She does have an affinity for German things. So do I. I have an affinity for all things German, and that includes historical value as well. So don't get mad at me about wars and whatnot. I think it's very interesting. But I love <laughs> the German culture. It's also my heritage as well. So They got some Hell yeah, they do. They got some big boobs too. Just kidding. Um <laughs> I do at least. What? Uh, well, they got jugs. You got they got big jugs, and we're talking about the beer, not the people's, you know, boobs. Uh, anyways, okay. moving on. <laughs> um, then we talk about the adjustable fit. So it talks about uh, it goes a little bit more detail. So adjustable fit, no waiting. Each suit included has that you know adjustable vest type that nearly fits every body type. Nearly, so it doesn't say all; it just says nearly. The head is carved from flexible foam and lined with these Y-right lycra that conforms to the wearer's comfortability. And then with Y adjustable fit, your suit is ready to wear the moment it's purchased. This means no measuring and most importantly, no waiting. So that's, that's. The, yes. And that's something else you pay for with that price with um, a pre-made yeah. suit, a pre-made suit. You pay for no waiting. That's usually why they tend to. Um, well, depending on the maker, uh, not only do they tend to ha feature more because with pre-made fursuits, a fursuit maker, an artist, gets to actually make something they want to for once and they get to experiment. And if you're allowed to experiment, you're typically offering more in that costume, which makes up for more of the price. So you're you're not commissioning Tayer to make a custom suit. And so that means she's working on these on her own time. She has the time to 
make it perfect. There's no deadline. There's no, I mean, she might have a deadline for the seasons, but she's giving herself some time. And by not working with a customer, there's less stress and less communication and less waiting on the customer to approve things. So you have more time to physically, you know, make things as perfect as you can, which it's, in a perfect world with commissions, you should do the same thing. But if you have unlimited time to make something and you're making something that you designed that you really want to make, you're putting your entire heart into it. And if you do that, you're getting a really stylistic outcome. Then the price is also, you know, justified, which you shouldn't have to justify the price on anything anyway. Artists can charge what they want. I will say that multiple times. Artists will charge what they want. You don't have right, to buy it. Right. Stop complaining. <laughs> uh but yeah so that can also go into it like it's it's a unique design and it's going to be really high quality because there's unlimited time to work on it now something i noticed that other than the fact there's a contact site which is the basics of everything i will say that it's basic on that you just send your information ask a question if you need to about the fursuit maker and then you can contact them through their contact Mm -hmm. part which i already went over like i didn't show i talked about i just went over it um one thing I think that is something that maybe others haven't thought of. In fact, I know others haven't thought of this um, because I'm unique. And I think of things that people don't normally think about, which makes me crazy. Um, I wonder if this is a platform to take her further in her career, not necessarily fairly fandom wise, but maybe somewhere else in this world. The way that it's laid out, especially the way that she lays out her personal art site, it's very well tailored, very almost similar to how this website looks. I would almost say that this is basically her portfolio saying, I'm going to go, let's say, maybe interview for a job where I could create custom suits, perhaps, and make an actual career out of this. I don't know if other fursuit makers think about like the future. They just make the fursuits and go from there. But I wonder if anyone has ever thought about taking this commercially. No, I can't speak for Taylor because I'm not her, but, and this might be changed now, but I know in the past, I remember reading that she isn't a furry. She enjoys Mm -hmm. the artwork and making costumes. And that just so happens to be an interest in the furry fandom. So she's become involved. But I think just identification-wise, she doesn't identify as a furry. And a lot of her artwork is very sophisticated. She's more of a cosplayer like between artwork. multiple fandoms um, than she is in one singular fandom. Yeah, and I think that's... This is also something that, like, the furry fandom may have took it the wrong way. Uh, and it may have roots in furry, but it also seems to be branching out outside of the fandom, which I think is a good thing um i think it's it's good for artists to expand where they want and to step out of the furry fandom if they want to so many furries get so caught up in the fandom and making things for the fandom and trying to please the fandom so constantly that they forget that you can branch out into other artistic categories if you like to and there's nothing wrong with combining them either and i think this is a way that she's combining um her her standard art with furry and kind of stepping out like taking one step out of the fandom while keeping one foot in uh of course i can't say if that's fact or not uh but 
it, if that is true, I can see how it would be because that's the vibe I'm kind of getting. It has roots in furry, but this could also be artwork outside of the furry fandom, but with how Overall, it's styled. It's well done. It's just a well done website. Very Not well done. Not to say that other fursuit makers don't have well done websites. Bean, you have a really well done website and it's something that's catered. It's catered to you. It's Thank you. you specifically, but you can't compare the two. You really can't compare any fursuit maker next to the next one website wise you just can't it doesn't work like that um and hers hers is it's something new and i think something we all need to remember is that it's okay to have new thoughts it's okay to try a different direction um it what's not okay just because something is new doesn't mean it's okay then to go and rip someone apart for something they said because let's think about it there's a good chance that in your time you have said something that is equally as bad as what she has said, but no one caught you on it. You're just lucky. So just remember that you're not perfect <laughs> and neither is she. Okay. So we're all on the same level here. Okay. So just, she ended up getting caught. You probably didn't. So that's just how things go there. So don't rip someone apart for something that they may have said, give them a moment, give them a second to maybe respond or to, um maybe explain their thoughts instead of just barraging people so that's that's what's important here um overall clean site yes. well done if i had the money i would totally buy one of these and put it in a glass case and never wear it it's just who i it's just who i am I probably, you know honestly if uh <laughs> because we want to get a house this summer if um if i ever had the money myself to do it i would probably turn one of the rooms into a studio for straight for the muzzle. And I would have one of her fursuits in the background as something you would always see oh, if I that video, so, cool. so that way you could see it. It's just, that's the kind of person I am. I take people's art and I put it on my wall because I figure it's something worth displaying. So um, well done, Tayer. This looks great. I hope you listened. If you didn't, well then maybe you'll listen at some point. <laughs> I don't <laughs> It's, it's, I think it's a great concept. I really hope that it is successful. I hope that the backlash wasn't too bad and that, uh, she's yeah, recouping. recouping. Is that the word? Um, from, from the looks of things, just, I think it was literally just yesterday because we've been planning on doing this show for a while. Um, but just yesterday, I think I saw her posting these suits for sale with some different things involved and all that. And the Ram sold pretty quickly. Um, so I think I think things will be okay. I feel like this will be successful. Um, there was some black backlash in the beginning, but I feel like people now, now that they have some time to sleep companies on it, I feel like people are going to be just have fine. It happens. It'll it happens, but you have support, Tayer. You have support from a lot of different people. Those who are still being bullies about it, then they're not worth the support anyway. Just leave them yeah. behind. They're not worth your time. Um, there will be a lot of learning curves for things like this, especially since nothing like this has been done in the fandom before. And I'm really interested to see where it goes. I hope it goes nowhere but up. Um, artists deserve more recognition. Artists deserve to be paid properly. And I think this is a great way um, to normalize that while still being something completely unique. I don't think this is something that many makers will do. I feel like this is going to be a very unique situation. I don't think anybody else will try this. And I, I really can't very wait to exciting. see where it goes. 
Um, with that being said, that's the end very, of our show exciting. here. Now, if you're listening on YouTube, we also have our Buzzsprout, which is our podcast site. And we'll have that in the information below that you can go and listen to. If you want to listen to this on the go and you don't want to necessarily waste the data to watch it video-wise, understandable. This will be uploaded simultaneously and will be available in Season 2, which is coming very soon. Um if you just want to listen yes. to audio, we have other episodes that we'll be releasing on a weekly basis through June. So you can expect that. And then just after season two, because we're so eager for it, we're going to be working on season three. And then, of course, uh, winter time we take off because that's the most that's when the holidays hit. And there's just no time to do things. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> Absolutely no time. So- there's so much that goes oh, with that. Gosh. So yeah, yep. winter will be our um, break. We'll see a bunch of, you'll see videos. You'll see but videos yeah, if, from here and there. Um, we'll do those just because they're mm-hmm. they may be one of those types of shows where we have to show things. This kind of worked both ways. We could do it both podcasts. We could do it both video. Um, we'll have guests that we're that I've actually been starting to schedule. So um, I won't release those names yet. You'll just have to be patient and wait, and then uh, we'll go from there. Absolutely. If you have any questions or if you have any show topic ideas or if you want to be a guest on the show or if you know somebody that should be a guest on the show that you want us to reach out to, feel free to email us at talktothemuzzle at gmail.com. We also have our social media pages linked in the descriptions of everything below. I know we most frequently use Facebook and we're working on our Twitter. We're getting there and with our Twitter. Uh, podcast <laughs> is available. But yeah, feel free to talk to podcast us. Podcast is available on all platforms that are currently being used so if yes. you can think of a platform that we're not on let us know and we'll go ahead and get on that platform um for the most part we are available Absolutely. on everything so you're welcome um <laughs> and i think that's it uh we'll see you guys next time on our next show and we'll go from there absolutely hope you all have a great day have a good one